What's up, everybody? This is Carleone and Logan. And we wanted to take the time out to mention that we have a very special event coming up. It's called our SoCal Hyphen Conference. It's going to be on the dates of September 20th and 21st. The speakers are going to be Landon Gore and Nelson Rivera. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. The location is the Spirit and Truth Church in Orange. Make sure you guys register today. Go to our Instagram or Facebook page at SoCal Hyphen. Pre-register. You get a little discount. Uh, or you can buy, buy your tickets at the door. But I would get those tickets as, as fast as possible. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people there. Um, we're looking for, we're expecting a great turnout. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. Be and some great afterburners. It'll be yeah. really cool. We'll let you guys know more about that on the page. Yeah. All right. Keep thanks, you updated. Guys. What's up, everybody? This is the Hyphen Podcast. This is Carleone, and you're listening to an episode uh, that's going to be an interview. Another interview. Uh, we have the esteemed brother Jose Torres. He is our CMI director for SoCal. SoCal, right? For SoCal. Awesome, awesome dude. Extremely, you know, educated and thoughtful. So we appreciate him coming on. Um, Let's go ahead and let's talk about let's talk about you. Where are you from? Uh, home church, all that good stuff. All right. Thank you for having me. It's my first podcast. I'm excited. Um, cool. So, as you mentioned, my name is Jose, and I am originally from the San Fernando Valley in LA, and um, I am under the pastorship of uh, Fernando Chacon, Pastor Fernando Chacon, and Pastor That's in Van Nuys. In Van Nuys, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, also, while I finished my studies, um, working with Matt, uh, Pastor Mark Pryor in the Pentecostals of OC. Um, so we working with uh, two great pastors, and, and we learn a lot in, in awesome. our ministry. Awesome. Um, so how did you become to be the CMI director? Was it always a passion? Like, just talk about your, your vision, your passion. Um, how did you become to, to be the, the CMI director? Yeah, so I, while I was, um, as I've been working on my doctoral degree at UC Irvine, um, there was an apostolic group already on campus and um, things unfolded and God led me to lead this group for a couple of years. Um, so we became a CMI on our campus. Um, so I've worked a number of years with CMI and students at the university level at UC Irvine. And, and real, real yeah, quick, so CMI, just so everyone, I know most yes. everyone knows, but let's sort of break that down for a second. CMI stands for? It's Campus Ministry International. And so gotcha. it, it consists of uh, colleges and universities um, that have apostolic Pentecostal Bible clubs on their campus, um, which differentiates to, which we'll talk about later, is P7s, uh, which are Project 7s, which are high school right. and middle school apostolic clubs all over North America. Um, so that's the different uh, how you differentiate them. Okay, cool. So like you were saying, uh, you had so you had the group yeah. at UC Irvine for a while, mm-hmm. um, and you went there, and your brother, the youngest mm-hmm. brother Jimmy, he went to UCR, and he had a similar group. Yes. I don't know if he was officially CMI. Was yeah, he, he was. He yeah, was so okay. He yeah. So my little okay. brother also led a, a group, an apostolic 
group in uh, University of uh, uh, California, Riverside, while I was at UC Irvine. Right. Um, so we both, at the same time, were both right. had ministries in the, in the universities. Awesome. awesome. And I remember Jesse, which is, he's the middle brother. Yeah. He uh, would uh, speak at the uh, yeah. the CMI sometimes as well. Yeah, so we had great cool. turnout. We had uh, Sister Victoria Reyes and awesome. uh, Brother Marco Salinas and others come and, and preach for our group. And it was just an incredible cool. time. The Holy Ghost, you know, cool. preaching apostolic messages. It was an amazing awesome. time. So how did you get from that point, from having like a, a group at your church, to then becoming the, you know, being over uh, the, the, the CMI, you know, ministry? Definitely. So I remember getting a phone call from... Um, the youth board saying we've been praying about it and you know we would like someone to spearhead this ministry and um, they prayed about it and, and God put in their heart my name um, and talking to Sister Victoria Reyes and others and you know and speaking to my wife about it and we felt it was directed by God to take on this ministry in addition to be hyphen directors at our local church um, so for since the beginning of 2019 we've been uh, spearheading this ministry and it's been incredible. We've been able to travel and visit different CMIs and P7s. And um, at times we preach for them or sometimes we observe, you know, how each one works and, and the dynamics mm-hmm. of each one. And so we have incredible uh, testimonies of these P7s and CMIs um, of just visiting them and, and, and being able to minister to them and conversations with teachers and the students. Awesome. It's been an incredible time. Awesome. Um, I think the first time I was introduced, like, to some – to so – of course, there have been some schools and, and churches that have put together, like, just Bible clubs. Mm-hmm. But the first time I ever got introduced to CMI, you know, as an organization, and that's the great thing about organizations is that they can give you resources, they can give you support, uh, they can give you the how-to and things like that. So I'm really happy that, you know, this ministry has grown and blossomed, even since I've been uh, living in California, which has been about five years now. Um, and... My first, my first youth, youth convention, or maybe my second one, I saw the uh, the table out, yes. you know, out out in the uh, the lobby, and I saw it. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And I, I wasn't going to UCR yet. Um, I was in community college, and um, I finally got connected with Jimmy, your younger brother, and then he uh, actually asked me to be a part of uh, a service that he did, or um, a meeting that he did for his CMI, and he asked me to play guitar. But I, I still wasn't going there yet, um, and so I did that, and that's when I was like, "Man, this is awesome um, to have," because it's hard to start a group, it's hard to keep a group going. I know that all too well. Yeah. So um, to be a part of uh, you know CMI for the time that we had it, it was really really awesome, uh, and you know hopefully that we can get um, CMI starting you know to blossom and, and grow all over you know all Definitely. and even like on the community college level i've been hearing a lot of good things about people wanting to start even on the community college level mm-hmm. so um awesome um and i think that it's really cool that um we're able to um have uh you know such structure like this to be able to support and give resources like i said because it is hard and yeah. it's difficult um so if you wouldn't mind let's you know, we, we sort of we did break down CMI and P7 a little bit, but you know, l- we did define those. So let's talk about the importance of those groups. Um, why are they important to you? What, what's the general like? Why do we need these groups and and things like that? Definitely, I I could speak to um, CMI and, and the importance also of P7. We um, I've been asked to to this question a lot. What's the importance of these ministries? And oftentimes, um, when we 
have conventions and services and everything. Um, we oftentimes talk about missionary work mm-hmm. and, and oftentimes, um, I'm preparing a, um, a preaching right now and I'm writing on there saying, oftentimes we think of missionary work as something, um, foreign or something international. And I think we need and continue to, to push our young people to understand that missionary work is also in our backyard. And Definitely. Definitely. oftentimes we think of missionary work as some place in Central America and South America and Africa, right, right. you know, in the rural areas of these towns. But God can also bring revival to the urban areas, you know, Definitely. to these downtown areas, these cities. And so that's the importance of P7. You know, we got ch- we have churches all over the place, but we're, a lot of these churches aren't, a- aren't able to, you know, maybe get the local school through the pastor. But we could get to those schools through their own students right and so having young people within the same church go to the local high school and start an apostolic group and then we have young people now going to these schools and now they can invite their friends to the local church so for example in in orange county there's um pastor Copple's church and there's a school down the street and it works perfectly right a lot of young people don't have a place to go to church especially sometimes it's a little further for some but right. when you have a church down the street, you know, you can tell them, I'll pick you up after school, you know, right. you're down the street. Yeah. And so we're, we're seeing revival with these P7 and with, with CMI, being that a lot more apostolic young people are going to college. Especially these days. Yeah. Especially these days. You need it for a career. You need some sort of education. So a lot of them are going to community college. A lot of them are going to universities and um, or even grad school. And so CMIs make more sense than ever. And, and the most beautiful part about a CMI is that there's kids from all over the world that come to one university, for example. And you have kids from, from all over the world that come and they study there and they, they have a chance to attend these Bible clubs and take that message back to their home country. And so I was hearing of uh, Pastor David Bernard, the superintendent of the EPCI, saying that there was a young man from a country where Christianity was not really a, 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 a large group and that he came and he got baptized and got filled with the Holy Ghost, and he went back to his country with that apostolic message, which he got at a CMI, at a college campus. So the importance of a CMI and a P7 is that, that we can have missionary work in our own backyards, in our own schools, in our own communities that are oftentimes um, unattainable in many situations. And we are um, a branch of a church. You know, we're working under the pastorship of, of our local pastors and there's some, been some churches that have seen young uh, growth in young people there's some churches that go through seasons right in, in a church and through p7s and cmis we've seen a lot more young people starting to attend a church and the church dynamics change and a lot of things change right right because you have more young people so the value of a p7 and a cmi um, goes beyond just the school it goes beyond you know also impacting a, a local church i that's such an interesting point you brought up because I'm thinking as you're talking, like, you know, if the church is supposed to be, you know, uh, a support and a structure like a, like a family, um, there's so many kids like just at UCR. Let's, you know, let's let's talk about UCR. Uh, you know, let's say 18,000 kids go there, something something like that, right? I'd say a good part of them, like, are not close to home or not at, not at the they don't have the capabilities to go home every weekend or to, and get that support from their family and from their friends and their hometown. And so when they're in a place like this where they're going to school, they're, they're, they're focused, they're determined, you know, you, you turn, you sort of turn and look for support 
because they can't get what they used to get back home when they were younger and not going here. And they start to look to certain clubs and certain things. It could be a fraternity. It could be all these different types of things that would draw and, and, and try and vie for their attention. Um, I think that it's so important that, you know, the CMIs uh, specifically would, would be an extension of the church, an extension of, of that family. Yeah. And so you get them into the CMI, and now they have some place to go on Sundays. Yeah. Now they have some place to go on Wednesdays for Bible study. Um, and they, they start building that family and that relationship. That's, even with Jimmy, um, you know, he started coming to our church in San Bernardino, and I, I honestly can say, I, I can't speak for him, but from my from my uh, perspective, being his friend while he while you know while he was going to school here and while he was going to church here, and we're still friends. He's one of one of my one of my really good friends. But I felt like he found a home, another home, you know. So he has some place to go in San Bernardino. That's true. He has some. He has friends. He has family in Riverside, San Bernardino, Rialto, this whole area, and so for him being one of the students I was speaking about that, you know, LA's not that far, but to drive back and forth, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so a lot of kids are going through that same exact, you know, situation where they may not be able to go home and go to their home churches or, or, or go to their, their families and friends. And so with CMI being an extension of the church, man, that's, it's so important that, Definitely. that people have that option, you know? Yeah. And if you, if you're listening right now and you don't have a CMI, um, at your at your church, or you don't have a P seven at your high school. Does it go below high school? Does it go to middle schools? Well, we or? have some at middle schools. Wow, some amazing revivals are wow. coming out of middle schools. I I there's one young lady, um, she um, and she started all by herself mm-hmm. at her middle school. She told me that she lost some friends who just they didn't see the point of it, and um, she says, "Well, you know, God's leading me to do this." and she now has upwards of 20 students and three faculty that what? attend her meetings. And at the middle school at level, middle school level. And wow. my wife and I were fortunate enough to visit. Wow. And it was just incredible when we got there. The teachers, I always ask the teachers before I, I, I share a word and ask them, what issues are you seeing at your school mm-hmm. to get a, a feel for what's going on? And, right. and one teacher said, in my 20, 30 years of education, of teaching at this institution, I've never seen anxiety at its highest. I've never had so many suicidal children with suicidal thoughts. I've never had so many children just go through problems at school, problems at home. And the schools give them, you know, maybe different things um, to deal with. Maybe they'll shorten the days. Maybe they'll, mm-hmm. they'll have, you know, they'll send some, so suspend kids. Right. But, but P7s are doing is they're bringing the word and, and kids are changing. The teachers, even the even principals are saying, keep doing this, what you're doing, because right. it's working. They see we're, that we're positive impact. that, that yeah. shift in the environment yeah. in our school. And, and their school's like, keep going, keep doing P7s. You know, we don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it, you know. And I, I recall this young lady telling me that she was speaking about sin and, and, and heaven and hell and, and everything. And her teacher came up to her and said, we don't talk about this stuff here at the school. Mm-hmm. That's very uh, sensitive stuff. But in your case, keep doing it because it's working. And that's the power of wow. the P7s that, wow. you know, even schools are saying, you know, you might, might, might not, not be able to talk about certain things. Right. But in your case, we'll give you the green light because right. it's working. You know, kids are, are lifting up their hands. You know, we're fortunate enough to be there. And, and, and I didn't tell the kids, raise your hand or, you know, I just said, you know, if you feel like lifting up your hands, if you feel like closing your eyes and praying for a second, if, if you speak, you know, start speaking another tongue. And we were in a classroom in a bungalow, I remember, and, and students just, some something came into that room, and we had church, 
Man. you know, at noon, you know, during their lunchtime, and it wow. was incredible. And That's awesome. There's numerous cases like that. Right. You know, there's another one with another P7 with upwards of 40, 50 students. Wow. And usually they're chatting up, you know, during during lunch, but as soon as we start preaching, they just go quiet, and the room just gets quiet, and they hear the word. And at the end, we had an altar call type of thing and, mm-hmm. and students were receptive to it you yeah. know? and it was just incredible uh, students were saying like I needed this you know right. I'm going through a lot at home yeah and so just these testimonies that we've been able this last year just to see what God's doing at CMIs and P7s one CMI they had just they just had a um, a threat of, of a firearm the, mm-hmm. the, a few days before we got there and, and I told them we can sit back and just let the enemy do what he wants with this school but he doesn't know that there's an apostolic group there's an apostolic presence on this school so i made them we all turned around and prayed over the school there hasn't been a threat since wow and it's you know there was a school where it was repeatedly repeatedly under threat you know and i said we're going to use the most important weapon we got which is prayer and fasting over your school and it's been awesome since so it's just the power and the importance of of these ministries is incredible and so we're very glad to be a part of that I think that the the struggle between um, the church and the day they were living in is so tangible, and so you you can really really feel it in the air. You can feel it when you walk into a room. Um, there, the the things that they are doing to to keep Bible and to keep God out of schools, um, it, it's damaging. It's destructive, and obviously the we're talking about. You know, being apostolic and being Pentecostal and and believing in the word for what it is and and and, and as God's words and his as his message message for us. Obviously, there are some things that um, you get from the over the over generalization of, of, of Christianity that um, that may not be conducive to an environment. But when we're talking about the word of God, when we're talking about, you know, hearing from God, I think that is very important that these groups continue and they thrive because where else are they going to hear it? These, especially these high school students, yeah. these college students, especially in college, man. I'm, so many things are vying for your time. I just graduated from UCR, and I, there's so many messages being disseminated, so many things being taught, so many things floating around on campus. It's just, it's nice to have, uh, to have that 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 solace, you know, to be able to, to to know that you know you you have a support, you have there's someone, there's a group that has your back, and there's people that have your back. Um, and Definitely. I think it's so important that these groups continue to thrive. Talking about that, though, um, how do you start one? Like, what yeah. what do you what's the first step? Like, do you Google it? Like, what if, if there if I was, uh, you know, some kid or some teenager and I'm hearing this, like, what would be my first step? Like, what would I do? Definitely. So the first step that we recommend and I'm working with a couple of young people that says, I want to do this, you know, as God's calling me to do it. And the number one, the first thing I tell them is, you know, are you ready to take on this type of ministry? This is not a ministry for everybody, you know, to be to be quite honest. Definitely. It's it's I've done it. I did it for a couple of years and it was you need to have that dedication to the ministry. And um, you're going to have to just like a pastor, you're going to have to go through seasons and times right where you know that you might want to give up. You're like, you know what, I'm I'm dedicated to this. So the number one thing is, are you ready for, for ministry to take on? Number two is, what does your pastor say? I always work under the pastoral um, authority. Definitely. And if your pastor says you're not ready, then you're not ready. Yeah. You know? And so that's the the major one is, you know, talking to your pastor, talking to your youth pastor, your youth leader, 
you know, because you need the, the support from your from all those um, uh, spiritual authorities in order to have a ministry like this. Mm-hmm. And if your pastor says yes, your youth pastor says yes, I would also speak to your family. Um, the family plays a big role, right? And that, it's that, it's that support, you know. And um, sometimes it's finance financially. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you got to get some pizzas. You got to get different yeah. different materials. Definitely, that, you know, sacrifice. That's definitely definitely. So having your your pastor, youth pastor, your family support, and then going around your school, you know, oftentimes they're like, oh, there's not there's no apostolic students on my on my campus. Well, they're gonna be. You know, you're gonna you're gonna share this this idea that you have. So I have a young person right now saying, I need you know five signatures or so on for the for the principal. And he's collecting them. And some students are like, I never thought I'd do this, but sure, why not? You know, put my name in, I'll sign. And so, uh, you know, getting like a sign-up sheet, getting going, because right. most schools ask for that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they ask for 10 students in order to get a classroom, right? Instead yeah. of meeting in the lunch. Yeah, room. yeah. So um, so these are kind of the, the, the first steps, right, is to prepare, to get ready, mm-hmm. um, be in constant prayer and fasting um, for this type of ministry, and um, getting that spiritual authority and that spiritual backing in your life. And once your school approves it you know you're good to go um i know for cmi sometimes they ask for a little bit of money to start a club right and versus p7 that's not actually the case um but you sometimes will need a faculty sponsor uh, at most institutions at most high schools and so in the high schools i've been to there's always been one teacher in the room present mm-hmm. um and then at some universities they also require some a uh, professor or a staff to sign and so those are the, the preliminary steps. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, it's setting up a time during the week. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe it's every other week where you meet, you know, during lunch or you meet. Um, I would meet in the evening because it's worked for our college students and spending time and having, you know, uh, you know, Bible study, having maybe some worship music. Mm-hmm. And um, and a good, uh, very important piece is fellowship. You know, after that, go to yogurt land, go go to some place right and spend build some those time. connections yes definitely that's and important. then you build those connections and they strengthen you know they and they're like you know i'll go to church with you mm-hmm. and so what i love about cmi and p7 it, it is not um pushing them right away to a church right it's it's kind of like a connect group you know or it's kind of like coming to my home type of thing and so it's like just come to my p7 meeting you don't have to come to my church yet and as they gradually you know learn the bible learn you know what what the holy ghost is what baptism mm-hmm. in jesus name is they'll take those steps you know and so you take them step by step instead of rushing them right into a sanctuary where they might get a little scared right right um if they're rushed right away but if they learn the fundamental pieces you know of of the doctrine and what that is and what our faith is they will eventually open up to going to a sanctuary definitely in our local churches so that's those are step by steps mm-hmm. um uh, the immediate ones that I could think of um, to get that started. Is there a website that they can go to? Yes. Um, so both P7 and CMI have their websites. I don't know them off the top of my head, but if you do type in uh, P7 Club UPCI mm-hmm. it, on Google, it should pop up. And then same thing, CMI, um, UPCI, you know, as we're sponsored by the UPCI. It's, mm-hmm. it's a n- North American ministry, and it's sponsored by... Um, the entire youth board of, of the of the United States UPCI. And so in order for you to do one of these groups, do you need to be registered or, okay. And so how do you go about getting registered as a official P7 or official CMI group? Definitely. So if you go to that website, um, it will show you a map of all the P7s and CMIs That's all over cool. the United I States. I saw that. That was very so cool. So when you look at it, you know, you just see they're everywhere. It's amazing. And you look at SoCal and we're growing, right? And, and so you'll see them on the map. So once you have that club um, established on your campus, um, then you'll go online and register it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pastor will sign off saying, I'm a part of this. I approve mm-hmm. it. And, um, and it, I know for CMI, it's a little differently. Uh, sometimes we'll have four or five young people meeting, you know, in a dorm or meeting at a cafeteria. Um, I've asked the, the, the board and said, does that kind of qualify as a CMI? I said, absolutely. You know, any time of, uh, of a preaching point at a, at a college university that counts as an official uh, group and I for, for P7 it's a little differently there's more strict they're mm-hmm. more, much more strict when it comes to starting clubs mm-hmm. um, but for CMI that's the case uh, so now that someone has the ability to start this group um, what are some tips for potential or prospective uh, you know you know people who are going to be doing it and then what are some tips for people who are currently doing it um, you know if you get a year in or you know a year and a half in you know you might find yourself I don't know what what's the I don't know what the word is, but maybe um, complacent. Uh, what are some tips for those two groups? People who are coming in and starting, and then tips for people who currently have a group. Definitely. So one thing to know is that you will have seasons. I, I did it for a couple of years, and there were seasons where it was just me and my wife, you know. And then some seasons it was you know we grew to ten, twenty people, right? Right. And that's one thing that I want every group to know that there's nothing wrong with your group. Every group goes through a season, just like churches do. They go through seasons where it's, you know, sometimes it's you have a lot of people, then you have, don't have a lot of people. But right. for those that are already involved, you know, the number one thing is to continue having that pastoral authority over you, and and um, you know, invite your young people maybe to youth rallies, youth events, you know, get them involved, you uh-huh. know, in any way possible. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that we're trying to do with P7 and CMI is yes, we're, we want them to attend our meetings and all, but we also want them to connect to potentially a local church right and so for current groups you know keep fellowshipping keep you know um, working with every young person that you get and and look at them as an investment I I remember having just a few people I and I even got contacted by one group that says it's not growing what do I do and I said God I think God you're in a season right now where God's trying to see if even if you have one or two souls in your group Will you invest everything you have into those one or two people? And if you can prove to God that you can invest in those one or two people, he can bring the rest. But you need to show the love for those that one soul, right? You invest your all into that one soul. You give Bible studies. You, you, you even invite them to eat. You just give everything to them. And if you do that, you're showing to God, I can handle the, the more to do Right. And but if you can't do that, why would God bless you with such a large group? Right. You, if you didn't learn the value of a soul. Right. And, and so I feel like there's groups that at the moment might be a little smaller and that's OK. You know, you'll grow. The people are there. The students are ready. But it's God is working with you as well. And, and that's something that is sometimes hard to go, you know, to understand, especially Definitely. when you're going through that season. I remember going through that. And I remember just tearing, tearing up and asking God, why am I going through this? And he said, he told me that he says, you have to prove to me that you can care for these young people. And just like I care about them. Right. And if you've proved that to me, I will grow this group. This group will be incredible. And so for current groups, you know, if you have a little group, you have a, you know, a large group, you know, invest in each soul as much as you can. And, and that's your, that's kind of like your flock, right? That's, that's your group right. of, of young people that you need to take care of. Just like a pastor takes care of the, you know, the church membership and, and, but always remember that you are not number one thing that I remember I had to remind myself a lot was I am not alone in this. 
I remember going through the hard seasons and just thinking, I'm all in this alone. I'm the only one in this, at times in this whole city, in the whole city of Irvine, I felt like I was the only one preaching the gospel. Yeah. And at times I felt very secluded and, and alienated. And then I got a text message from another CMI leader saying, you know, I'm with you, you know, I'm praying for you. And I'm like, that that was encouragement. So within groups, I, I welcome that, that um, communication from leader to leader, you know, motivate each other. That's important, definitely. Because, you know, just like pastors talk to other pastors, mm-hmm. you know, CMI and P7 leaders must have to talk to other, other leaders to get different ideas for fellowships, other ideas for, for outreach. Um, and just, you know, having that, that, that bond with other groups. And, um, you know, one thing that we're going to do this year is we're going to bring them all together, right? All the TMI and P7s so they can know that they're not alone in this. That would be cool. They know they're a part of something bigger, right? And mm-hmm. that they have the backing of the youth board. They have the backing mm-hmm. of, of the whole UPCI. Definitely. And so, um, will you be focusing as a director, um, on, uh, resources because I know that sometimes will sort of scare someone off like I don't I don't know enough about this I don't know like what to do I don't know I've been on the I've been on the website where you can get all this all this information yeah. um, but you know if you don't know where it is and things like that are you going to focus a little bit more on resources issue definitely so one thing that as, as director I want to I'm reaching out to every uh, p7 and CMI we have and and know that you know they have our support but also if they are stuck in in a certain part where they don't have the the exact resources to know that and i think my role is to be that resource um and and so now having someone officially in in my position i'm able to focus more on this this ministry and i you know if they need bible studies for example you Mm -hmm. know i can direct it to them i've even at one point i've I've had a sin i've sent some of my own uh Bible studies and the students loved it you know it's clear and to the point um, because sometimes the ones online you know might not you know they might be a little longer than you know the amount of time they have and so right, right. we'll work with them you know how much time do you have um, you know do you have time to have a prayer how much time do you have for a Bible study and um, so th- definitely there's a lot of resources but at the same mm-hmm. time um, our role is to walk them through every resource and how to get to it um, in addition to Bible studies, you know, how do I outreach, right? Do I do, you know, do I do social media? How right, do I build right. a social media platform? Yeah. Um, and so that's one thing I recommend for all groups to have some sort of social media because our young people, that's what they're on. Yeah. You know, and, and we got to, you know, maybe inviting people one by one, you know, might not be the uh, at a university level. I tried it. It wasn't that effective. But when I sent those invites social through social media, people were start showing up. Right. And so, you know, even maybe our, our methods of, of outreach, you know, might change a little bit but the the doctrine doesn't change right that remains the same um and so the resources are online and but also i am a resources for for each group and um and we love to visit as much as possible you know whenever we get invited and and just tell them you know you got our support you know awesome and, and so yeah so online but also cool. having that that coordinated director cool and that sort of answered my question like you know what what is your role um and this is since cmi is you know a hyphen it's basically a hyphen ministry because most of those kids are that hyphen age if not all of them um what have you seen so far in your position and being being around a hyphen um what have you seen so far like what are the changes that you've seen so far as far as where the where where it was when you first joined and then the direction the trajectory that you you know you're seeing now definitely i i think yeah especially with my position um 
you know, there's so many ministries in the youth board and, and it's it's a little difficult for every person to get to every ministry. So having uh, my position to be focused specifically on CMI, mm-hmm. I can help, you know, um, the hyphen director. I can help out other ministries uh, with their young people, you know. And so my position is interesting because I work with both hyphen and I work with youth. Right. Um, and, 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 and so my position works with both groups. And, and that's I love that because I get to work with, you know, really young people. And then I get to work with, you know, older students. And like, for example, with our CMI students, you know, we can have different types of conversations that I can have with our P7s. Right. 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 And I need to be uh, conscious of, of the things that I say um, when it comes to cer- certain sensitive topics. Right. 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 Um, and then college students, you know, hyphen students are going through really different things at their stage in life. Definitely. You know, they're right definitely. now. For example, worried about who am I going to marry? Who am I going to be in a relationship with? How am I going to pay these bills? Yeah, how am I going to pay student <laughs> tuition? How am I going to, you know, right. versus our, our P7 Definitely. students are like, you know, I'm just wondering if, you know, if I'm going to get my math homework in time. You right, know? yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's, you know, there's some similarities, but there's really big differences. Right. Um, especially with our young people. And so... Um, yeah, so I've definitely seen since I've been in this position, you know, and having been able to travel a little bit and, and being able to spend a little bit of time with each ministry, each group, you know, and, and the, just the different dynamics of each one. Right. And so when it comes to our CMI and hyphen, um, I definitely seen, you know, there's a lot more being that it's a CMI. There's more liberty when it comes to our meetings, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I could preach about certain things, uh, they're a little bit more sensitive to that age group um but more importantly you don't have a for example a, a middle school teacher watching over you and, right, and like yeah. telling you, you can't talk about god you can't mention this or that yeah yeah um versus at a at a, at a cmi it, there's a lot more freedom right sometimes we meet outside sometimes you know there's no teacher present right, right. so we can you know let the holy ghost you know just, uh, just take go, over yeah and so definitely but i've i've definitely in my position i've seen definitely growth in our young people um, and as hyphen directors at our local church too, you know, and the, the time that we dedicate to them and, and the growth, you know, that we've seen in our young people is just incredible. And the, the number one thing I tell my wife and I is that we need to dedicate time for them. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, even if it's taking them out to dinner, I, that a few days ago that came to my mind that a lot of them don't have families where they sit around right. the dinner table. Right. And so we need to be that surrogate family. And so sometimes I, I invite them to dinner. You know, I'm like, any hyphen that wants to come, let's have dinner. Any CMI that wants to have dinner with me and my wife. And they love it because they feel like I have a family again. Right. And so our, our role in this position is to give, a, to give our all to them. But more important to, for a lot of them to be their family. And, and they need that. Sometimes uh, I never thought I'd do this much counseling um, <laughs> as a hyphen director right. in CMI and P7. <laughs> Sometimes the P7 leader, that's just breaking down. Sometimes the CMI leader that's breaking down or my hyphen, you know, they they go through different seasons, you know, financially, uh, spiritually, with family, and and they don't know who to turn to, you know, and they come to me and they, 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 you know, tell me everything they're going through and, and and I try to find a way that we can help them, right? And even if it's a meal, you know, if it's, you know, gas money, even whatever it is, and, and that's what this ministry is a part of. You know, any form of ministry that you want to be a part of, know that you need to serve. You're serving them. You know, and that's, you know, for a lot of people, it's challenging, right? Because this means I'm going to give you, you know, whatever I can to help you. It's mm-hmm. not about me anymore. It's about our, our ministry. It's about our young people. And it goes a long way that, you know, they feel finally someone is 
you know, dedicating time for me. Right. And and I mean something. I'm valuable to right. somebody. And and that's our biggest role is investing everything we have into our young people. Man, that's awesome. Um, I think that these these clubs are are very important, uh, and that I think we, as those who are not, excuse me, even those who are not um, in these ministries directly, uh, those if you're listening and you're and you're not a part of these groups. Uh, let's say you're the parent of someone or you're you're the friend of someone who has a P7 group. I encourage you to support them because, like you said, these these leaders, they are these these people who are leading these groups. They do feel a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. There's a lot going on. They have to do a lot. And I say support them. Even if you if, you, if your friend has a P7 or a CMI and you don't even go there, go go and see if it's possible for you to go and support them. Yeah. Be a body. Definitely. There and, 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 and be present. Yeah. Um, add to the, the, the aura of the room and the atmosphere of the room. Um, and that's how I felt when I when I didn't go to UCR and Jamie invited me to play guitar and uh, do the worship music. I, ju- I it felt it felt you know great just to be a part of that. Um, you know, as I was going to college, I was going to community college, but to be a part of that was really awesome. And to see, because I at that point I had made up my mind this is where I wanted to go, and so to see where this could lead was it was definitely um, inspiring. So um, I thank Jamie for Jamie uh, for. Uh, basically putting me on that and um you know helping me out with that and being sort of my guide is because he graduated a year before i did Mm -hmm. and so i was there for um his last year and yeah he was important part of my my time at ucr so uh thank you man for for coming on and 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 showing us your heart and and your and your passion we really appreciate it um were there anything anything you wanted to plug as far as uh your social media or Oh, definitely, and I'll just do the last. Does CMI have a page as well? So yeah, there's there's a CMI and P7 uh, okay. national page. Okay, um, and uh, every P7 and CMI club usually have their have social their own. media okay. um, group. And and I guess one last comment mm-hmm. for for everybody listening is, if you are a young person in middle school, and high school, and college, or university, um, oftentimes we think of what can I do, you know, in, in this ministry. What can I do, and just in the church right and and yes help out your pastor help out everything but if there is a place where you feel you know you're being called to this is one of the most amazing ministries and and know that you have the support of everybody and so if you feel that calling in your life you know speak to your pastor and see if that's a direction you know mm-hmm. he sees or uh for you right and and so i encourage every young person you know the field is 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 large we need every high school and middle school and college right. and university to be Definitely. filled with these ministries. And I promise you the dynamics and the re- everything in that school will change drastically when you have young people. And so um, if it's okay to mention this, I'd like to invite, you know, whoever can show up, you know, to our P7 and CMI rally scheduled for the 9th of November at two o'clock in the city of Orange and uh, Pentecostal Orange County Church. Okay. Um, everybody's invited whoever like to come you, you don't have to be necessarily be in a p7 or in a cmi we'll have it'll be geared towards them but if you just are interested in what that is to begin with you know come on by you know you'll see the results of it you know you'll see cmi leaders that start out by themselves and now have five six young people you know that they're they're bringing and and just bring them to hyphen events and youth events and just you know we gotta we want to push this ministry you know in all of southern california and las vegas and just grow them out and and be a a resource for everybody man and you said what day no that'll be saturday november 9th at what um, time at two o'clock at two o'clock okay 
I'm gonna try my best to be there. Uh, awesome. Uh, thank you again, brother. We appreciate you being on and and giving us, you know, your wisdom and experience. Um, um, do you have a personal page in case people want to who listening yeah. want to contact you yeah. about information? Yeah. So they can contact me uh, via Instagram. I forgot my name on Instagram, uh, but you can find me on on Facebook. If Jose they just Torres. look at Yeho- yeah, yeah, Jose, Jose Torres, Torres yeah. and uh, uh, I can share my email um, as well and and. Uh, we'll get random, you know, random emails sometimes like I have a young person who wants to do CMI P7 and, and we begin the process. Right. Right. So I'm always open to helping any young person, awesome. you know, with the approval of your pastor to to get a ministry going and mm. and just grow these out and, and, and just change all of North America. Man. Awesome. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned for another podcast. This has been an interview with Jose Torres. Thank you, guys. Hey everybody, we want to make sure you guys are aware of the Sheets for Christ um, opportunity that's going to be happening for Hyphen. It's called the 40 for 40 Club. It's 40 people give you 40 bucks. So what is the 40 for 40 Challenge? The 40 for 40 Challenge is an opportunity for young hyphen adults to raise between $400 and $1,600 for Cheese for Christ by finding sponsors who will give them $10, $20, or $40. Participants in the challenge are considered to be part of the 4040 Club. Anyone can get involved, and you can find the promotional video and other resources at SoCalYouth.org. Uh, we also want to mention that uh, there are some incentives. Uh, there's four different levels for anybody who wants to be a hyphen Hatfield this year. Uh, level one is if you raise $250, you'll be receiving the HYC audio drop card, which is going to have, I believe, um, all of the uh, all of the sermons, all of the preaching um, for uh, for all of the services uh, that week, um, along with a uh, Sheaves for Christ shirt. Uh, level two is if you raise $500, you'll receive level one along with uh, free HYC registration. Um, level three is going to be levels one and two along with HYC green room access and a Disneyland trip. That's if you raise $1,500. Uh, and level four is going to be if you raise $2,500, it's going to be levels one, two, and three and the three-night stay at the HYC HQ Hotel, which I believe is just going to be literally right across the courtyard from the convention center. So um, you really don't want to miss out on those two. It's going to be it's going to be really great. There's going to be more to it than just raising money, and uh, you'll you'll get you'll get a little a little uh, a little reward back too if you uh, if you want to do it.